Welcome to Leitrim Daily. I'm Brefni Early and this is episode 43 of the podcast. Today we are reviewing the action of the past weekend and it was a very busy one with plenty of action in the Leitrim GA Club Championships as the third round of the Connacht Gold Senior and Smith Monumental Intermediate Championships took place. We'll be talking to some of the players and coaches involved in the competition over the last few days later in the show. There was international athletics representation on the double for the county as both Gerard O'Donnell and Aina Madden of Carrick Athletic Club were part of the Irish squad at the European Team Championship which finished 7th in the first league of the competition and secured their grading for the 2021 edition of the championships. Carrick and Shannon's Gerard O'Donnell finished in 8th place in his 110 metre hurdles final with a time of 14.4 while Mughal athlete Aina Madden competed in two events over the weekend. He finished in sixth place in the 100 metres final in 11.05 and himself and his 4 by 100 metre relay teammates recorded a season's best time of 40.31 as they secured fifth place in the relay. In women's soccer, Myrne Devaney of Manor Hamilton came on for a second half substitute appearance in a 6-2 defeat to Belgium for the Irish under-17 side. At National League level, there were Leitrim girls involved with both sides in an FAI Women's National League fixture, with Mohull's Dervila Byrne and her Piedmont United team finishing all square, one goal apiece, with a Galway women's FC side that included Glenfarren's Alva Clancy in their ranks. Our county's ladies Gaelic footballers avoided relegation with an early goal fest, setting up a seven-point victory over Wicklow, on a scoreline of 6-12 to 3-14 in Kinnegad yesterday afternoon. I spoke to team captain Michelle Heslin after the game. In Kinnegad this afternoon, Leitrim managed to secure their intermediate status in the Ladies Football All-Ireland Intermediate Championship uh, with a 6-12 to 3-14 win over Wicklow. Joining me was the captain, vice-captain of the squad, but captain of for today, Michelle Heslin. Michelle, congratulations. Thanks very much, Brefney. You must be absolutely delighted with the... We've spoken at length on the show over the last couple of weeks about how tough this season has been and how transient the squad has been. It must be lovely to finish the season having secured your status and stayed up in the grade for next year. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know starting out at the beginning of the year, like our aim was maybe to give Division 4 a good run and see how we would get on in Connacht. So, obviously, being down to relegation today, like, you know wasn't the position that we found ourselves but um, I think we definitely saved our best performance for today and came out on the right side of it. Now 6-12 is an impressive score in any situation. Talk to us about the game. How did it pan out? Some early goals set you up for a good solid performance. Yeah, like we were playing with the, the breeze in the first half so I think we had to take full advantage of it. You know, we got, I think, a bit of a fluky goal at the beginning of the game, which kind of set us on our way. And then we kind of got a few more goals after that, which, you know, we were very clinical up front um, and our backs then could keep them out of the back. So I think with the way we set up today, play with the sweeper, like worked out very well. Like Avian Quinn was doing very well. And then we had lots of space inside then for the likes of Carmen McGorvan and Vivian too. And then you had the two Adals then driving forward, which was a great bonus. So we got... I think six goals at the end of it and then um kept on plugging away at our points as well like so which was great to have that boost then going into the second half which we always knew they were going to come back all guns blazing in the second half playing with the win but 
of course, all the attention now turns to the club championship. There's one round of games over in the senior championship. You haven't been in action yet, but you play Kiltobard, I think it's next weekend? Yeah, back out now in action now next week. So I think now we've had a break of, I think, six weeks now from the league. Like, you know, so um, obviously we'd be very happy with our league campaign. Obviously, the final didn't go as we would have liked it, but we've had six weeks now to regroup and get together, like, you know, so looking forward to getting out now next weekend. Uh, you're in a group with Kiltubbard and uh, St. Francis. Of course, we're talking here about St. Joseph's for those who might not be familiar with the sport at this level. Uh, your St. Joseph's side, were you at that clash last week between the other two teams in the group? Um, yeah, um, the game was actually played down there in Havas. So, yeah, we went down. It was a very competitive game, I thought. Um, St. Francis were very good now. I think if they maybe had to be a bit more clinical up front, like they probably would have been a bit tighter game in the end like you know so both both teams now put out a very good performance yeah a tough group I think like up at senior level there is no easy group or there is no easy team like you know so you have to take every game as it comes and like you know try and get the win now obviously you play both teams anything you saw last week worry you uh, to defend your title um no I think now we just have to concentrate on ourselves we had a very good league campaign so you know we just have to keep taking away and so are maybe one or two things like you know and we have to perform on the day regardless of what the other team does so we'll worry about ourselves now Claire Owens obviously captain for Leitrim this season wasn't available today would she be a loss if she can't play next week yeah Claire picked up uh, an injury so obviously it's very bad timing so hopefully now she'll be back out now in action next week the very best of luck next week in the club championship, but congratulations today. Um, I know some people uh, were talking about maybe this been an opportunity for Leitrim to go down to junior and regroup and maybe get competitive down there, but I think it's a great step for the county to still be at that intermediate grade and to attract the really best players that are available in the county to come out and play next season. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think maybe staying up at intermediate, like, you know, will attract maybe say some more the younger players like I do know there is like you know good players that I'm ready to make a step up now from minors and I think if we can keep the core players there now from this year and get in the right management you know we definitely are in the right position for going ahead now for next year well listen thank you very much for joining us and congratulations again after today's result thanks Bethany back at home within the men's club scene within the county a full set of Gaelic football fixtures took place in the top two grades of club football in the Connacht Gold Senior Football Championship there were some close battles but probably not where they were expected ahead of the weekend the clash between Balnamore Shauna Heslands and St Mary's failed to live up to the expectation as the Balnamore side ran out fairly straightforward victors with a winning margin of 11 points. A final score of 3-8 to 6 points in Clune on Saturday evening. Mohull didn't manage to get out of the blocks as Glencar Manor had 14 points to spare at the final whistle in Carrick and Shannon. 120-16 to the final score there. It was at the lower side of the two groups where the real competitive action was this weekend. Dromiley let a late lead slip against Fina St. Callians after a defensive mix-up, a hand pass back to their own keeper ended up in the back of their own net with just minutes remaining on the clock. The Fina St. Callian side eventually won the encounter by the minimum margin, 113-112. to I spoke to their manager, Niall Murray, immediately after the game, 
But first, yesterday, two days after the game, I spoke to Ryan O'Rourke, who's making his first appearance in this year's football championship. Ryan O'Rourke, big win the other night for you against Drum Riley. Uh, you left it late, but you, you did it in the end. Yeah, Jesus, thank God. Um, we were got a bit lucky. Um, we got a kind of a lucky goal now that kind of brought us back into it. Drum Riley and Fairness threw everything at us, and they were four points ahead, and um, thank God we came back in injury time and managed to win it, and yeah. Your first appearance back in the championship. Nice to be back playing football again after a few weeks out. Yeah, delighted to be back. It's kind of a long six weeks now, and um, only back training this week. And I was glad to get the game. And you know, I kind of fell at a good time. I suppose we've one or two boys back, and we're still waiting for a few more. So it's good to get a win, anyway, and uh, hopefully we can push on from here. On a personal note, disappointing to have so many games crammed into that short injury break. I know. Yeah, it was it was hard to watch. Now there was league games there, nearly two games a week, and then coming into the championship then every week. So. Yeah, it's tough to miss that amount of gains. Just hopefully now we can swing things around and push on and get everybody back. Obviously relegated in the league, you'd be disappointed with that. But the championship, you've given yourself a good chance with that two points the other night against Drum Riley to, to yeah. get to the quarterfinals and secure your status for next season. Yeah, that's what we'd be hoping now. We've two games left, um, Melvin Gales and Gert Letcher. So, you know, we'll just take one game at a time. But Melvin Gales now will be a very tough game now. So uh, they won yesterday as well. So we're both going to be fighting to stay up. So it'll be winner takes all near enough. Um, going into the last game so um, yeah thank god we won it anyway and um, hopefully it'll be, bring a bit of momentum more lads coming back over the next couple of weeks before you yeah. face Melvin Gales what's the ambition for the year I think at the start of the championship you probably would have taken a quarter final spot are you looking past that now um, no we wouldn't be looking too much past it to be honest uh, we just want to focus on these two games hopefully get to a quarter final and look the other group if you manage to get fourth, I don't know, you'd be, you'd be probably facing somebody strong and yeah, so I don't know, we'll just take it one game at a time, but get to the quarterfinal and yeah, that's our aim. So. Niall, quite an exciting game at the end. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, look, at, I was happy that we kept in the game, Breckney, and look, at, we were waiting for this game uh, all season because we felt if we got to Riley, we could get two points and look, we have Melvin Gales, we know it's a must-do win game as well so look at hopefully that momentum will take us into that game in two weeks in terms of the game started quite brightly but then you missed a good goal opportunity early on in the game any thoughts negative thoughts come through your head at that point uh, not really you're always going to miss chances like um, look at Martin uh, the ball came to him very quick and he had to kind of throw it at his foot and look at some days they go in some days they don't and look we, I don't think uh, we were worried about it at the at the stage of the game it was and we just got on with it and look we responded well from that too we went up to five uh, three then after that so no not really to be honest in terms of the overall game quite tight the whole way through you got a bit lucky maybe with the goal that you did get do you want to tell us a bit about how that worked out yeah look it, it was i suppose look at declan not too many um, mistakes. It wasn't really Declan's, Declan Maxwell's mistake, but the goalkeepers and look at conditions was hard out there. And fortunately for the goalkeeper, he let the ball slip into the net and it took us back in the game. Yeah, you get the rub of the green sometimes, and that's what we got today with that. Melvin Gales, in two weeks' time, you've given yourself a, a, a chance to get to a quarter final. As you said, that game will be make or break. What's your expectations? How have you seen them play this season? I am. Um, I haven't actually. We played before Melvin Gales, but I was I had, uh, something on after the game, and I couldn't stay to watch it. But look at we know we played them in the league. They were very strong. Their county players are, were controlling that league game early on in the year. So look at they'll have to be watched. And uh, look at 
we know Emlyn Mulligan is there too and he's he's a creative footballer and we'll have to put a something plan in place to stop the likes of them players so Melvin Gales ensured there would be no repeat of the surprise defeat to Drumreilly last weekend as they dispatched Gortletra 5-16-1-9 to to kickstart their faltering championship into life. It's looking like a long summer for Gortletra though as they continue to struggle at this level. In the other group in the senior football championship as Ballinamore edged out Carrick, Aho Willen and Alan Gales virtually guaranteed their progression to the quarterfinals this time round and their senior survival for next year. Ahawillan continued a very disappointing competition for Drumahair with a 20 points to 1-9 victory, which almost guarantees Drumahair will not be in the shake-up this season. Ochnashilan also experienced their exit from the championship with a defeat to Alan Gales, a capitulation from being four points up with just nine minutes to go. Sixth unanswered scores before both sides swapped points was enough to see the Drumshambo side survive, reach the quarterfinals and enjoy senior football next year. I spoke to Alan Gale's manager, James Wynn, after the game, but first, Drumshambo and Leitrim goalkeeper, Jermud McKiernan, shares his thoughts after the match. Jermud, a clean sheet and uh, a victory into the next round of the championship. Yeah, look, at, I suppose coming here today, we knew Ockham Sheelan were going to be tough um, to, put us up to, to put it up to us in the league and, and they, they took the two points off us, but since coming here, we had to have our attitude right and uh, we're just lucky that we came out with, with the win at the end, so we're delighted with that. In terms of the game itself, quite tight towards the end. You were a good bit off the pace with about 10 minutes to go. You pulled it back to the level. You went ahead. They equalised. It was nip and tuck there for the very end of the game. Yeah, look, at I suppose we had 10 minutes lull there in, in the second half that, that looked a bit um, like it was going to go Ockham way. But the lads dug deep, which I have to compliment them hugely on. Um, it showed great resilience from the boys. And delighted, delighted to come out with two points and a win and into the next round of the championship, hopefully. After relegation from the league, it must be nice to have secured your senior status for next year, aside from being in the championships this year, quarterfinals this year. Yeah, look, it was tough to take. I suppose we didn't really get going in the league. Um, uh, I suppose coming up from Division 2 last year, we found maybe it a bit tough. But uh, look, it's great. Senior championship is what it's all about, so we're delighted to be going into the next round. What is the hope for the rest of the season? Obviously, not many people even fancy you to get to the quarterfinals. You're there now. You've two free games, basically, against two of the top t- sides in the county. And then a quarter-final, how do you think it's going to pan out? What's the hope? Well, look, I suppose we're going to regroup after this, get back together and see, see what, what goes from there. Um, we're going to work hard. Um, I suppose we're going to look at the next two games as, as where we're going to put ourselves against the top teams in the county. Two very good teams in Ahawillan and Baltimore. So we're going to pin ourselves against them and we're going to see how it goes from that and hopefully uh, uh, we'll be, be able to take a scalp in the, in the quarter-finals. James, you must be happy with that result. Yeah, we're happy just, I suppose, to get over the line. We... Made hard work of it, but they didn't make anything easy for us either, you know. We sort of knew well that we were going to be in a dogfight, and like, uh, today it was winner takes all, so look, of course, yeah, we're happy. We're, we're true to the next round, and as I said to you, I think the last time I talked to you, um, we should only get stronger as, as this competition goes on. It was five points or four points down with nine or ten minutes to go. What were the thoughts going through the head at that point? Well, we had a bench. We had a couple of lads back, a few boys that came in there and made an awful difference. They got the scores when they mattered. So... Um, it was great resilience on the lads, you know, from four points down, as you said, and, and, and to come back and to win by two. But as I said, as this competition goes on and the bench we have, we should only get stronger and we should push on from this, I'd be hoping, you know. The way the league table looks after this weekend's actions, you're on four points, two teams on zero points still. 
two games to play. Is there a chance you could finish higher than fourth? I know that was kind of the goal when we spoke a couple of weeks ago. Sure, well, anything is possible. We've nothing to lose going into the next game. Um, we've got a week or two to prepare for it. Um, we have a few players back. Now, injury-wise, I'd say we're not too bad, bad either, either. So, a lot of teams probably won't give us a chance maybe against the Willies or Ballinamore, but we'll certainly be up for it and we have nothing to lose. So, we'll give it a crack and see where it takes us, you know. I also caught up with a very disappointed Sean Mahan from Ochtashielan after their championship exit. Sean, how are you feeling after that defeat? Um, we're, geez, we're very disappointed, Breffney. We um, we came here, I suppose, confident of getting a good result today. We needed a win to progress to the quarterfinals of the championship. and two, We knew two wins that almost certainly keep us up and senior football for another year and a quarterfinal would be a bonus. But I suppose... So soon after the game, we were four points up, maybe 15 minutes to go, and we just seemed to die there in the last, panicked maybe in the last 10, 15 minutes. Took a lot of wrong options, and uh, just made a seeming mistake after mistake, and we were punished, definitely. Alan Gale's finished far the stronger team there. Yeah. In terms of the practical side of it now, I suppose really, as you mentioned, a, a quarter-final place is, would barring a miracle set of results, was very unlikely. That leaves you with the relegation situation. From the bottom team obviously goes down, so you have a crunch game with Drummahera. The loser will be relegated and the winner will go into another playoff to stay up. There's still a hope for you to stay up? Um, oh, there is, yeah. We've still, it's hard. We'll have to just go and pick the lads up again this week and get ready to go again. We have Drummahera in two weeks' time. Then we have Ballinamore, which will be a very tough game now. They're going very well. And um, we'll see how it goes from there. If we end up in a relegation battle, we'll have to prepare for that. There's going to be four strong teams in it. and. Only one of them is going to stay up, so it's going to be another championship in itself, the relegation battle. So. Well, listen, Sean, thanks for talking to me. I know it's a tough task after a defeat like that. Right, thanks, Brittany. Don't forget, we are offering advertising packages here on Leitrim Daily. You can promote your business, your event, your group, your association, your club by taking part in our advertising campaigns. You can see all the details by visiting leitrimdaily.com forward slash save. And the way it works is every day our package gets one euro more expensive. So we started at one euro back on the first of the month. And now the advertising rate is at 26 euros. So 25 people, companies, organizations have come on board to support the show and to try and keep us doing what we're doing over the last 42, 43 days. Uh, if you would like to support the show, please get involved. As I said, the address is leitrimdaily.com forward slash save. We would love to talk about your event or your business to our audience. Thank you to everybody who has supported so far. In the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Championship, both remaining 100% winning records ended over the weekend with Carrie Gallen going down 115 to 110 against Leitrim Gales who bounced back from their defeat to Anaduff the previous round. I spoke to Leitrim Gales manager Mal Guckian after the encounter but first let's hear from Carrie Gallen's Eamon O'Malley. Eamon how do you feel about that? Um, ah well listen it's it's one of them days we never really got going even in the first half when we came in level at half time we felt we weren't playing well and then the second half I suppose we just got hit with um, who had a goal there and uh, hard to take but 
Listen, um, we've ha we have had two wins already. We were coming in there in a good in a good place today. Um, we're playing the Division One team. It was always going to be a step up. We knew that. So um, we have Anadolf next, and it's it's about looking forward to that, seeing what we can take out, what learnings we can get from that game today, and move forward to Anadolf, who will bring a big challenge. Anadolf have have beaten Leitrim Gales there in the group last weekend, so there's, it's going to be a tough game in two weeks' time. It's a tight competition so far in that group one there's five teams really pushing for those four spots and it seems very difficult to pick between them how do you think it's going to come down do you see yourself being one of the four oh, i definitely do listen we've we've two wins on the board we've four points we have uh added off the next game that's who we're looking to um one game at a time we spoke about this before the before the championship started even our league ran right up to it and we weren't we never spoke about the championship until we got finished in the league and we secured our top four position there so i see no reason why we won't be pushing um to to get into the quarterfinals and see where where that takes us but we're we're looking towards anaduff and that's it from from there on we'll see we'll see how we get on after next weekend and um that's that's where our full focus will be from from the next 10 or 15 minutes on we'll start digesting what happened there and looking forward to to what should be a great game again and a good battle Malgokian must be happy with that result yeah anytime you win a championship match Brefney, you're you're happy i suppose um like carry on a very tough opposition today not in it like they were up a couple of points for a lot of the first half and i think we went in level at half time or a point down i'm not sure but Finished our lads to fought hard in the second half. They knew they had a big battle on their hands and it was two points in the end of the day, which was badly needed. So it gets us back on track anyway. Like Carrie Gallen had two great wins starting off. So it's tight there in the group. In terms of the game today, how big were the goals, the Carrie Gallen goal in the first half, your goal in the second half? Well, I suppose when you say perfect timing, every time is a good time to score goals. Carrie Gallen got it and put them into the, the driving seat at that stage and... Of course, when we got ours, brought us back into the game, and um, especially Stevie's second one there was vital too at a vital time of the game, you know. So, that's goals and games. Keep that's what you want to get. Keep them going, you know. I suppose with two games left in the group, you're looking like you'll qualify for the quarterfinals. One of the things that would be a concern maybe to people looking on is the discipline. One red card the last day, two black cards today. Will that cause problems later in the championship? Discipline, yeah. Well, um, you always have to try and control discipline, no matter what it is. Red card last day, black card stay. I haven't even been talking about black cards. One was a body check, so it was a black card. Of course, can't afford, like, the panel we have, you want to keep every player on the pitch and um, need to work on discipline all over the place, like, you know, so I'm sure the lads know that themselves too. No matter what decisions, you're never going to be happy. There's always two sides looking at different views of, of a referee. It's, it's a tankless job. Are you looking forward to the little break now for the next couple of weeks? Uh, Two-week break, a lot of work to do still, so I'd say I'd say every club in the county will be, more or less, because you're going from a hectic schedule of the last five league games or whatever it was for, straight into championship for three weeks. So there's a lot of, especially for the smaller teams with smaller squads, I'm sure there's lots of bodies out there playing a lot of football. The rest will do them good and get us all refocused. Ballon Glare also saw their 100% winning start ended with a single point loss to a Conor Byrne inspired Eslin. Their fullback Brendan McGorty shared his thoughts with me 24 hours after the game. Brendan, we're here in Ballon Glare. We're talking about your game last night. Eslin, disappointing to lose by the smallest of margins? 
It was disappointing because um, you know a tight group and, and we've probably a bit underperformed last night. You know it was tit for tat the whole way through. There was only a point or two in it, and unfortunately we were just fell short. We're that point short at the end, but. I mean, it was, could have gone either way with the last five minutes. We had a few chances to equalise. I was just disappointed to come out on the wrong side. In terms of the overall championship, where does that leave you now? Oh, we're still in, in a healthy enough position. Um, we've won our first two games and that's our first loss. So we have two more games. Obviously, we'd like to finish top of the group you know, and finish as high as we can. But we'll hopefully turn that around now. We have a week's break this week and then we're back out again. We're playing Dunfarren in, in two weeks' time, so we lift it again for that. Glenfarren would have probably been expected to be the whipping boys of the group purely because of their league status been mid-table in Division 3 but they've kind of belied that draw against last year's senior competitors Borna Kula they won't be a handy game Oh definitely not no and I suppose we've had a lot of tough battles with Glenfarren down throughout the years and there's nothing between ourselves so we won't certainly be taking Glenfarren for granted they won the junior championship last year so they're a, a good team you know there's some great players there with Fergal Dancy and all that and you know, we'll definitely not be taking underestimating Glenfarren. So we never anything between ourselves and Glenfarren, but hopefully, I say we can lift it now the next day and, and get it a good result and move forward. In terms of the the outlook for the rest of the competition, obviously, reasonably good position as you said, two wins from three. Pretty sure been in the quarterfinals. Hopefully, a higher spot than than fourth. But um, what would be seen as a as a successful championship for Balneglare? Are you out to win this, or what's the target? No, absolutely, of course, yeah, we're out to win it. I mean, we, we were going well all year. We had a good league campaign and we, we finished uh, top of Division 2. So we're, we're, as I say, we're in it to win it. Obviously, you're only taking a game at a time. Our first goal is to get out of the group and after that, we'll see who, who we're, we're pitted against. But there's nothing in, in the other team. So any of the four teams on the other side, whoever makes it through to the quarterfinals, you know, there's nothing between either of them. So, you, you know, there are four strong teams that's going to come out of that uh, the other side of the group but we'll just take it one game at a time and whoever we face hopefully we get to the quarterfinals and after that then it's ever, anything can happen you know it's a knockout at that stage Now we're standing here in the middle of the training pitch in Valnaglera it's also your your family fun day can you give us a sneak preview ahead of tomorrow's show where we'll be looking at the fun day in more detail did you win anything? I did yeah well I came joint here in, in the climbing the, the, the long rope um, myself and, and Patrick McGovern there I think was joint on that so uh, happy enough with that. With that. <laughs> Good family day out. Listen, thanks very much for joining us and uh, hard luck last night and the best luck for the rest of the championship. Thanks very much. Thank you. Now we're going to look ahead towards next weekend and the Leitrim Glen Sportif takes place on Sunday morning in Manor Hamilton and I'm joined by Seamus McGowan who is the chairman of the Leitrim Glen's Cycling Club. Seamus, welcome to the show. Great, great. Thank you, Bertrand. Thank you for having me on. Now, this is the sports review where normally we look back, but the reason we're looking forward at next weekend is because there's a very important closing date on Thursday. So we wanted to let listeners know about it when they had a chance to still take part. Tell us about what the event is and what people can look forward to over the course of next Sunday morning and afternoon, probably for some riders uh, in Manor Hamilton and around the North Leitrim. This is our fourth year of hosting the Leitrim Glen Sportive, which actually is a charity cycle. It's not a race. Okay, we'll just clarify that. We have four different routes, uh, starting off with a 40-kilometer route, which is for just for leisure people, you know, people who may not have cycled in in a while. And they can, they're, they're welcome to come along on Sunday morning. The entry fee for the 40K is just €25. Euro. Now, if you're not a member of Cycling Ireland, there isn't a €5 euro extra charge for insurance. And then after that, you simply leave the B Park, 
out to Drumahair Village and you, Killargy and you make your way back to Manhampton and you enjoy a nice, nice hot, hot meal afterwards. Now, the other route, three more events then. There's a 100-kilometer route, a 150-kilometer route, and a 200-kilometer route. Now, these are obviously these routes that one the, are for the more experienced people who would be used to cycling maybe two or three times a week. The 100-kilometer route is a lovely, lovely route for people who may just want to get out and spend three or four hours on a bike. Uh, it's just simply down from Manhampton <clears throat> into Drummer here, and then it just does a lap of Loch Allen. And we have a food stop below in, in Loch Allen Hotel. And they just simply make their way back again up to Drummer here and back up to Newtown Manor and back into the, the B Park. And then the 150 and 200, these events are for the for the cyclists who were who were out maybe three, four days a week and who, who want the challenge. And um, so, obviously, as you know, Leitrim is lo- lots of lots of the great hills and descents. So, if you look at our website, you'll you'll see that um, this is a great uh, opportunity for local cyclists to have a good days of cycling. <laughs> and then at the end, it's there's the food stops are provided in uh, Kiltiklahar village, and then the second food stop is provided again in the Loch Allen Hotel below in Drumshambo. If you on the website has all the details, all the routes. This year, this year we're asking the people who are doing the 100 kilometer, the 150, and the 200 kilometers to register online, please, by August the 15th. That's next Thursday. Yes. Yeah, so as we said at the top of the chat conversation, they have to be registered to take part. You can't just rock up on the morning for the longer editions. I presume that's no. I presume that's down to um, ensuring this, the food numbers and everything are finalised well ahead of the event. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Last year we had for the first year. As I said, this is our fourth year running, and we finally we we had over we had over 200 cyclists last year. So obviously, when you're and we hope to build on that this year. So obviously, yes, to to, to be fair to the catering uh, people and on the organisers themselves, it's way easier. People just uh, enter online, so then uh, so people know know in advance what's what's happening, you know, with numbers. And it makes it'll make life easy for everybody. It'll, it'll make it more enjoyable as well for the cyclists as well. You know, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Um, you had two hundred and six last year. How many people are you expecting this year, Shems? Well, again, the idea is for this event. We know this event is a type of an event like the Wickle Two Hundred. It takes a couple of years for it to build and build. So hopefully we get over that number. We hopefully we get hitting two fifty, three hundred. Hopefully, of course, this event is wouldn't be possible without the local volunteers, the local support. And we're delighted to say that Manhampton and the community around Manhampton has, and Kilty Lahar have fully come, come in behind and support this event from the very beginning. So, as I said, there's up to 30, 30 volunteers on out. And, of course, as well, it wouldn't be possible without uh, the first aid support su- supplied by Sligo Civil Defence. You know, yeah. So it's a, it's a community effort. It definitely is a community effort. This year, there's a new initiative. Uh, there's a the B Park Sports Hub, and people now travelling through Manhampton Village will actually see our a nice new banner advertising this event. And that was that a banner was is sponsored by our, our the new B Park Sports Hub, which is great. So it's another <clears throat> in addition to the to the full event. Excellent. Well, just to remind people that there are a load of different options in terms of participation. The forty kilometer cycle is on. A ten fifteen on Saturday or Sunday morning, I should say, uh, and you can leave from the B Park there, and people can just rock up and, and register on the morning. And registration for that is at nine a.m. Yes, 
And then for the longer distances, the 100K, the 150K and the 200 kilometer, the registration is at 8.30 for the 100 and 7.30 for the two longer editions. We mentioned the prices earlier. They're 30 euros and 40 euros for the longer races. People, check it out online. Where can people register and where can people find more information, Seamus? All the, all the information is on our website, uh, com, And we also have a Facebook page, you know, the same, under the same, similar. So there's loads of information actually on the website. Under On our website at the moment, we have the GPX of, of all the, the routes. It's important that people do go on to the routes and be familiar, especially if they're doing the 115 or 200. They should familiar, familiarize themselves with the routes before on the day, you know what I mean? Now, as well as the event, Seamus, there's another initiative that the Leitrim Glens mm. Cycling Club are responsible for, had an input into. Do you want to tell us a bit more about the signs that have been installed in the county? Yes, Leitrim is the first county in the whole country that has a permanent continental-style continental cycling signs. Uh, if you may have noticed them around the county, at the bottom of every climb, uh, we have signs uh, that tell us the name of the climb. Let's say, for example, Marat climb. So it's Marat, the name of the climb, the distance of the climb, so Mara is four kilometers, and the average gradient of the climb, which is 4%. So in other words, at the, at the bottom of all the climb on the Leitrim Glen Sportif, we have these brand new signs, specially designed for cyclists. If anybody who has ever cycled on the continent, in the, the Alps or the Pyrenees, these are the type of signs that it has them over there. So it all adds to the, the, the pleasure and the, you know, the, 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 the focus and the, and the, and the, the fun out of cycling Apart from cycling on the day, is to encourage tourists and locals alone as well and tourists and visitors to the area to come and cycle these routes any time of the year they want. I know some people who get like bikes like hills. I'm not one of those people. So while you say pleasure, I, I have to disagree <laughs> with you. There's nothing quite like coming around a bend and seeing a rise and then seeing four kilometers on the sign on the to the left-hand side of it. But the 4%, I'll take the 4%. I don't mind that too much. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. It's a huge and initiative. Of course, can I, I, yeah, but, sorry. I just, I just reckon, I, obviously, that, that, was, that was a big project. And with, with the help of the local development company in Drumshambo and Leitrim County Council, and the people in the club itself. There was a lot of Austin McManus and Vincent Kilgon. There's a huge amount of work put into that into that initiative. And now we're looking now with the, our new initiative, the V Park Sports Hub. So hopefully, over the next two to three years, the, these cycle routes will be de- developed even more for the locals and for tourists. And I'm I'm impressed if you think that people that can do 100k. You mentioned earlier, and I didn't say it to you, but if so anyone can do 100k in three hours, they're in the wrong event. Is all I'm saying on that one. Um. Seamus, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, best of luck for next Sunday, and I hope you get a record entry and that the weather is good and that it's a great day cycling around North Leitrim and down as far as Drumshambo and over to Schlievenieren and around most of the beautiful parts of County Leitrim. Absolutely, great. Thank you very much, Brefney. Thank you very much. With all of the round-robin competitions going on in the county at the moment, there was actually one football championship decided over the weekend, and that was the new Under-14 regional competition, which was created to provide a developmental stepping stone between club sides and county panels. I spoke to Games Promotion Officer Enda Lyons to discuss the concept and how it's been progressing over the last two years. Now, over the last two seasons, there has been a new developmental competition in Gaelic football designed to develop players. I'm joined by Games Promotion Officer Enda Lyons to talk about 
the format and how it's been working over the last two seasons. Enda, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Bethany. Yeah, well, our regional competition, the premise where we brought it in last year was to get fellas to play against uh, fellas of their same ability and their same age. So it gave us a good indication of where fellas are at, where the club level is at as well. And it also gave fellas an opportunity to play with different club players, which might n- they mightn't necessarily get to do when they're with their own club teams where they're playing against them week in, week out. So they actually play together as well. So the competition has been a huge success. Obviously the final this evening, Southern Gales have won us, so they retained their title from last year. So that's uh, the two competitions run singly, one last week and one this week at under 13 and under 14. So obviously as a developmental um, programme of games for the boys that are playing, it's been very, very positive. We just need to try and get roll it out a bit further so we can get some more games, meaningful games for fellas in their own year playing against each other. In terms of the, the actual whole structure, you've mentioned the competition aspect of it. How important is that or is this really purely about building that bridge maybe from the club player to a, a potential underage under county player? It, it's exactly it's obviously people like winning but for me it's for looking at fellas playing at their level against players of their same ability so what you're obviously looking to see fellas have they improved from last year um, are they getting better is their skill development getting better and also are they capable of coming into academies as well so the competition is based around that where 13s and 14s 13s competition leads on to 14s academies so 14s competition will lead on to 15 com- uh, academies so like it's a revolving door in our academies more than anything else so if fellas are playing really well and this competition shows that their skill level their physical fitness their tactical awareness all those different aspects that make an inter-county footballer and that's the reason why we're playing it and why it's so important that fellas get extra game time we can do all the training in the world but unless they're playing against fellas at their own age and their own ability that's when we see the cream coming to the top I just watched the end of the final here and watching the likes of Benny Guckian on the sideline with a team like that, it must be a huge inspiration for those youngsters to see, because they wouldn't remember him as a player, but they would remember him as the county manager and now he's their coach. Having people of that calibre across all of these regions, does that really help bring those better crop of players in? It, it certainly helps with Benny's experience and we've got Paul Murphy obviously on the Eastern Gales and, and all the fellas that behind club, club mentors that help within that as well. So Obviously, the more coaches we have, the better the competition is going to be because it's imp- going to improve the players. But it also means that we can actually roll it out at other age groups. So the more people who get involved, they want to be involved and want to coach at maybe a higher level, playing with players playing in their own age group rather than, we'll say, it under 13, where they could be playing with ele- on 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds. Playing with players of different clubs and different abilities, it improves them as a coach and improves the players because they hear from different voices. But more importantly... For us as a county, improves our coaching structure from the bottom up. And if we can do that, and the likes of Benny or any other uh, county managers want to get involved, please get in contact because we never have enough help for these competitions. And get involved in academies. All help is very, very welcome. We want to drive the academies on from now on. Our under-14s are doing really, really well, which thankfully um, is on the premise of last year's competition because we've got to look at everybody. But some fellas have actually played an under-14 competition have come in that have improved from last year again. So the competition is, is really working. It also means you have a pool of that, maybe 15 players, there's 20 players in each of the regions, so between 75 and 100 lads who are that have taken that step up a little bit from club football. How much of an impact do you think this will make as we progress towards under 17 competitions in the future? Well, I personally think it's if we could run one over the winter months as a part of our under 17 preparation for the, for the Connacht Championship, I think it would be a massive thing where we're getting the best of the under-16s playing against the best of the under-16s in a regional competition where they play every week. It's fitness fit, fitness work, it's skills work, it's 
coaches that want to get involved and maybe step up to be the county uh, under 17 manager or whatever the case may be or want to get involved in the academies it's a win-win for everybody because the more football these fellas play at a higher level the better the county squads are going to be which in turn is going to drive ultimately our senior team and if we can do that i think everybody in a f- in will be in a far better position for ourselves in terms of the first steps that someone would take i'm thinking specifically someone who wants to get involved in coaching one of these teams or helping out with one of these teams it's all well and good saying you're looking for people who do they speak to and when should they contact them? Talk to me. I need people that get involved and give us a hand because we never have enough people to get involved in this sort of stuff. Like I says, I, I've re- I'm leading on the 14 Academy group, but it's I've got three or four people that wanted to come in and give me a hand and they're helping out as well. So it's about getting involved. Please don't be afraid. The more people that get involved, the more people we have at a higher st- coaching standard and more incentives we can get. There's coaching courses there that we can put coaches on playing at higher levels, video analysis, all the different aspects of coaching, not just in club, but see where they're playing against the likes of Mayo's, Galway's, Roscommon, Sligo's, from outside Dublin and places like that. You see the different levels that we're at and where we have to improve. And hopefully this competition will drive that and the coaches involved will want to get involved. But if people want to get involved with the uh, regionals, please pick the phone up and give me a call. I'm more than welcome to help out and I'm more than welcome to come in. And of course, all your contact details are on the Leitrim GA website. And a fantastic initiative. Well done on seeing it through for, for the last two years. And I'm sure it'll continue to grow and be a success and develop players who might be wearing the green and gold in the future. Hopefully all going well, Breffling. And again, thank you very much for this evening and, and for the people that have been involved, coaches and clubs, over both competitions in 13s and 14s. Because without your help, this, these things can't, can't happen and can't be such a su- roaring success it has been in the last two years. And thanks very much for your time. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. Another another action-packed weekend full of international, national, inter-county and inter-club competition. Don't forget, if there is something going on that we have not been talking about on the show so far, we would love to hear from you. All the smaller sports in the county, we know you're out there. We want to talk about you as well. We will be looking at the two Leitrim athletes who are taking part for Connacht Rugby in the under-19 inter-provincials next week in the shape of Matthew Early and Will Whelan, who take to the pitch in Thoman Park on Friday night. What other sports are going on in the county? Please let us know. Reach out on social media at Leitrim Daily or drop us an email, info at LeitrimDaily.com. We would love to hear from every sport across the county. That is it for today. There is a break, obviously, in the club championships next week, but we will be talking more about sport across the county on Friday. In the meantime, I'll be back tomorrow with a look at the Ballinaglera Summer Festival, which took place over the last 10 days. And specifically, we'll be talking about the Family Fun Day, which happened in St. Hughes Park, Ballinaglera, on Sunday. Talk to you tomorrow.